Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. Two people were taken to the hospital following a two-vehicle crash west of Atlantic yesterday. The Cass County Sheriff's Office says the accident happened at 12.19 p.m. at an uncontrolled intersection at 570th and Galveston Road. Cass EMS transported two people, 31-year-old Courtney Cooper of Exira and 48-year-old Dallas Morrison of Red Oak, to Cass County Memorial Hospital to treat minor injuries. A 2001 Ford Explorer driven by Cooper struck the driver's side of a UPS truck operated by Morrison at the uncontrolled intersection. The impact caused the UPS truck to roll and come to rest on its wheels. The Ford Explorer ended up on its side. Community meetings continue in Shelby County for the Vote EMS referendum on November 7th election ballot. One was held on Tuesday night in Panama. Another meeting is scheduled for this evening at the Shelby County Community Center and one tomorrow evening at the Elkhorn Fire Station. The sessions run from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Tom Robinson has more on this. Harlan Fire Chief Roger Beeson says since the mid-70s, medevac and volunteer squads have provided Shelby County with an ambulance service. However, times are about to change. Medevac owners Bob and Nella Seifert are retiring and their contract is up in June of 2026, leaving Shelby County residents with no system in place for transfers from Murchu Medical Center with a higher level of care. So this leaves EMS coverage 100% on the volunteer squads throughout Shelby County. And we've had such a, a great service. Medevac has done a great job over the years. Um, couldn't ask for anything better. And... Um, they're again they're looking to retire we want to maintain the same level of service to our citizens as they have had since the mid-70s Beeson says Shelby County currently has an ambulance commission made up of Shelby County supervisors Murchie Medical Center and the city of Harlan to cover the contract for EMS which relies primarily on fundraisers he says Iowa law requires taxation for law enforcement and fire protection but nothing for EMS that has since changed. A few years ago, Iowa's legislation passed a, a law that, that said you can now tax for EMS. Before that, law enforcement was considered an essential service. Fire was considered an essential service. So you paid a tax to, to provide those. Some folks were under the understanding that if they paid their fire tax levy that it covered EMS. That is not the case. That is for fire protection, and obviously law enforcement tax will pay for uh, law protection. The Shelby County Board of Supervisors passed a resolution and formed a seven-person EMS advisory council to look at how the county can move forward with EMS in the future. Beeson says the referendum on the November 7th ballot would make EMS in Shelby County an essential service. Past taxation to fund EMS in the Shelby County area of $0.75 cents per $100,000 evaluation and a 1% income surtax. Beeson says this will support part of the budget. Billing for services will balance out the budget. You're going to be guaranteed an ambulance will be coming to your house in the event that, that you need an ambulance um, in, a, in a reasonable length of time. In a very rural area, uh, and you have a, a volunteer squad that's, that is uh, covering your territory you're, where you live, uh, there may be a situation where all those volunteers are either out of town, they're at work, can't get away from their jobs, 
this will guarantee that we have an ambulance headed your way. Chief Beeson says the county will utilize all the volunteer ambulance squads in Shelby County that they currently have in Defiance, Irwin, Erling, Portsmouth, Elkhorn, and Shelby. Shelby and Elkhorn communities have already taken the lead and hired city staff who are also EMTs. Future meetings include Panama tonight, Elkhorn Town Hall tomorrow, Defiance Parish Center on October 3rd, and the C.G. Terracilton Center in Harlan on October 5th. All sessions last from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. The Atlantic Community School District administration, staff, students, and community members will be wearing blue at Thursday's home volleyball match and home football game on Friday in support of AHSTW sophomore Grace Polly, who was seriously injured in a single vehicle accident in Avoca on September 19th. Atlantic coach and staff member Dan Vargason says the blue out, Grace Polly's favorite color, is a collective effort amongst the Atlantic community and Atlantic school administration and staff. People have been reaching out about, um, you know, doing something to support the, the Polly family over in uh, Avoca. So um, for volleyball, there's a couple things we'll be doing just to kind of help support them. Um, first of all, the school bought ribbons for the, the volleyball players for their, for their hair. Um, they got them all blue ribbons so that, that they could have that to show support. And then we'll be... Um, We'll have a bucket at the, the front entrance of the game, so any free will donations people want to make, um, there'll be a bucket there for that. Um, and there's also a Venmo through the Booster Club that people can make donations to, and all that money will go uh, directly to the family as well. Dan Vargason says the blue out continues Friday night at the home football game with Creston. For the football game, um, we will the, the officials actually are going to be having some blue whistles. So Chris Gears, um, he thought that would be a good way to support for the officials, so they're going to have the blue whistles. Um, and then for both volleyball and football, we're going to be having um, the theme of blue out. So we want all the, the fans to wear blue. Um, you know, any, any way you can uh, get some blue on, that would be great. And then at football, we'll also have a bucket at the, the front gate so people can make a free will donation. And then the first and third quarters, we'll have students uh, walking both home and visitor sides uh, for anybody that would like to make a donation at that point as well. And again, the Venmo will be available to use uh, for those donations as well. But uh, you know, we just want to do what we can. You know, there was a lot of support when, when Steele was hurt. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, this is this is what it's about is helping each other out. Um, people supported him. Um, and I know he's big on supporting others. And, and so is our whole community. So we just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we did what we can to help out as well. Other area athletes and individuals have been showing their support by wearing blue, displaying blue ribbons, and holding fundraisers. You can show your support by visiting the Grace Strong Facebook group. There's also a link on this story on our website to the GoFundMe page. On Tuesday, the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors approved an agreement with the Iowa Department of Transportation for the detour and traffic sign at the intersection of Highway 34 and Highway 48. County Engineer Karen Albert said the agreement places a stoplight at that intersection. She says the county and the city of Red Oak are each responsible for two stoplights. The county and city will share the maintenance and electricity costs. And then there will also be a detour during the project. I guess their construction project is close to that intersection, but they're going to take a detour on the third bridge down G Avenue to 100th Street and back up Highway 48. So part of this agreement is just to allow that detour. They're yeah. going to close? They're going to close this portion, west. yeah, uh, between G Avenue and 48. Okay. And so they're going to detour that south to 200. So that would come back down to H34 to Broadway and then north, is that correct? Yes, yeah. yes. 
Albert says the agreement also states other street closures during this construction project. Supervisors Chairman Mike Olson says the initial proposal by the city of Red Oak was to annex a couple of businesses located outside city limits. The first proposal was to annex uh, Cubbies and the Kmart building and all that the city wanted to. And I didn't think we wanted to lose that Cubbies um, out in the county. So I thought that the sharing uh, the cost of, of maintaining this would be better for us in the long run than to give up Cubbies because I think we, we receive a lot of lost money off the Cubbies. The DOT has not posted a timeline for the construction. The Guthrie County Board of Supervisors set a public hearing for 9.30 a.m. on October 17th for the sale of county property to the city of Bayard. County Engineer Josh Seaburn stated this is the first step in a three-step process about a facility the county no longer has use for. The city of Bayard is interested in purchasing the shed for $1,000. Bayard's facility is a dilapidated condition. We are proposing to sell it to the city of Bayard for $1,000. We just put a new furnace in it. That's kind of what we're mm -hmm. looking to recoup for. Seaburn is working with the county attorney to dispose of the property, similar to vacating a road. The process starts with setting the public hearing date, publishing the notice of the public hearing, holding the public hearing, and a resolution to act on disposing of the property. Audubon City Clerk Joe Foran says the city council set October 13th as a citywide cleanup day. So residents wanting to get rid of some of that uh, old furniture or old appliances or whatever, just contact my office and they can pay for a sticker to put on there and, and um, have that kind of stuff taken away for them. Residents can place the discarded items on the curb and Carol Refuse will haul them away. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.